stay right here. So I hope you guys are having a great day. I have a special guest. Hey, Ron. What's up? How, <laughs> How you doing? You Good to see you. Good to see you too, my brother. I miss you. Oh, no, you are a mess as well. Oh. Um, you, you've moved recently, right? Yes, I just moved to Houston. So you see, all, right. all out of whack right now, but I'm still yeah. going. That's right. That's right. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time with me today. Of I course. Um, I know the squad has been asking Ron Johnson like for the longest. <laughs> they always ask me, they're like, have you got Ron on there yet? I was like, you know, he a busy man, so I have to get Mr. Collins when I can get him. <laughs> no, you're a priority, so I'm definitely, this is, uh, it means a lot, and we've gotten through many books together, so... Um, it just says a lot, you know, we still have yet to meet in person, but when the connection is real, it's real. It doesn't matter the distance or the time, you know, so. Right. You know, I feel comfortable when I get on the phone with you, Ryan, and I'm happy. Right. <laughs> 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 and, uh, Cousins Dustin, what's going on, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, but I'm going to go ahead and start. Okay. Hello, 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 hello. Hi. Yay. This is episode number 41. Truth Be Told podcast. I'm your host, Britt. We got Ron Johnson in the building today, guys. We are going to be talking about a lot of different stuff. Um, I am going to talk about this book, Ron. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my favorite, but you know why I'm going to talk about it? Because I really don't get on Sean. You know, that's the only black book that we talked about? Okay, we'll talk about that in a little bit, too. But not talking about but I'm just like, oh my gosh, I had to I had to relate it. You know, I really had to do that because I was like, it's a really good book. Guys, this is called The Wealth Choice by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. Um, it talks about a lot of different black leaders like uh, Steve Harvey, Spike Lee. You know, I'm going to put Ron Johnson in there because I'm claiming <laughs> it. It's going to be in the book. Um, right. It talks about a lot of different stuff. But if you're new to my channel, guys, please go like, share, subscribe, tell people, tell people about me. I'm new. I'm learning, as you see. <laughs> so thank you. Um, Ron, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you got going on. Uh, let's see. I'll just start with the most recent stuff now. <laughs> the story, the backstory is getting long at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right now. I'm a curator of entrepreneurial experiences. Um, I help experts monetize their intellectual property. Uh, what I mean by that is people that lead workshops or they um, have confidence in teaching other people based on their experiences. Um, that's usually something that people will pay for. A lot of people have a lot of experts who identify as experts. A lot of people don't talk highly about themselves. So I'm if you know you're an expert, then let's talk about it. If you don't believe that you are, I might not be the, the client, the, uh, the service to provide you. But what I do do is help experts take those PowerPoint presentations and get them out of their uh, Google Drive. And um, my team, we design them into an interactive experience. And then we create an e-learning portal for that content to live. So if somebody, if you know anybody that leads a uh, workshop, Anybody that leads a group of people, um, you know, PowerPoints are cool, but uh, the cell phone, the phone has changed in the last 100 years. The car has changed over the last 100 years. Um, the classroom has not. And somehow as leaders, we still teach a PowerPoint. And so I'm all out battle with PowerPoint, making sure we have engaged with content. And this also can be measurable on the back end. So if you want to talk about impact and people are actually learning your content, then um, we have the resources to allow you to tell your story and how impactful your content is. And on, in addition to that, I teach entrepreneurship and I have my own e-learning portal. And because of that, I've been able to help other people uh, add additional streams of income to their businesses. I love it. I love it. God is in the room, right? Is. Yes, he is. That's a fact fact. <laughs> what made you go this route, Ron? Like, I know you're not new to entrepreneurship. Um, I know that you have a strong background. You always talk about your dad and, 
you know, and things that you have been through as far as in the beginning times with your culture and, and what led you to get to where you're at. And you're definitely no stranger to failing because people, they don't think that they're supposed to fail, but that's a part of it. Um, so, yeah, definitely tell us a little bit. How did you get to get to where you're at right now? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, that's one thing. I thank you for saying the word failure. Like, I tell you, there ain't no, nobody can embarrass me but me. You can talk. Mm-hmm. I, can, I fail. <laughs> it's okay. It's just my testimony, yo. That is all good for me. So, yeah, it's, it's very freeing to be able to speak highly and confidently with uh, the lessons learned in the past. Um, uh, to answer your question most efficiently, um, I was introduced and I engaged for entrepreneurship when I moved to uh, New York City. Uh, and I met Cousins Dozens, who's in here right now. Right now, Cousins Dozens, spell your way to success. <laughs> right. AKA my God, the Godfather. Um, so he is, um, how, do I, how do I get into this? Um, I found myself like working in the nine to five space and always wanting to do more. I would see people joining email uh, uh, chains and conference calls after work hours. And I was like, wow, I wish I had that type of compassion or that much passion for, you know, uh, that kind of job. Because I didn't. You know, six o'clock hits. I'm out. I'm out. I'm closed. So um what i did see is that there are people that did enjoy being available and doing the work that they love just i didn't fall in that category and so i started looking into other things and somebody asked me what would i do for free for the rest of my life and i took that question very seriously i thought about it and when i look back i like to bring people together i love being a host i love um entertaining i love making sure that i can bring amazing people together i've seen great friendships uh form i've seen marriages form because they met at my gathering and all that stuff i'm taking all that credit and so oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah so all that led to um learning more about the restaurant industry and i started um i started meeting with different restaurant owners and one of the restaurant owners told me about these books and told me about a, an entrepreneurship program called webo w-i-b-o workshop and business opportunities and uh it's a 16 week entrepreneurship program I did that in 2010, um, did that for 16 weeks, once a week on Wednesdays, and I launched my grilled cheese concept called Mrs. Dorsey's Kitchen, named after my grandmother, because oh, wow. it's comfort food, and grandma's and comfort food, and, you know, it just goes well together. So, um, I do want to, like, just honor um, uh, Stephen Jackson, who just recently passed away last month. Um, he was the first person that, uh, that I remember into that Weibo program. He asked, he asked the class, what's the best way to eat an elephant? And of course, no one had the answer on the best <laughs> elephant. And so, you know, the answer was one bite at a time. Oh, wow. I, I love that concept. Um, I think I just want to, I want to talk a little bit about just owning where you're at right now. Like you said, let's talk about where we're at now because you have done so much and you're you're inspiring like I remember when I first met you in the book club I came in on the book club I think the first one was personality isn't permanent Okie 
they call me on a Thursday, and you know how they do. Like, it, they let me work. And <laughs> then they got to the end of the day, and anytime, like, I had a job where they don't call you unless something wrong. Like, they don't really, they might commend you on things in a group setting, but if you're not one of those, like, certain people, they're not going to commend you. And so they called, and they said, you know, they're going to let me go. And it just, it just, it, now this is not my first layoff, but it just, at the time, like the timing, you know, the timing was just for me, I, I, at the time I couldn't see nothing else. All I seen, Ron, was, okay, I'm being laid off. I just moved. That was about seven, eight thousand. No company moved me. That's me and my husband. Okay, so <laughs> so I'm really like, and I got these kids. You know, I'm like, it, it just it just took something out of me. You know, but then I had to just remember. I had to remember who I was. Um, I had to remember that God has things lined up for certain reasons, and I might not see it right now, but I know it's coming. And I was like, I got to keep these episodes going. Like, that keeps me going. You know? <laughs> so, I'm coming off the front line. I ain't there yet. But I just had to share that with you. That's what's been going um, on. Yes. And you said you're coming out of it. Yeah, I'm coming out of what's it. What's been helpful with coming out of, what's been helpful with coming out of the funk? What's been working for you? Walking. Like, I walk every day. Um, I walk every day. I exercise. I listen to the podcast. I still listen to Sean. I have my other podcast I listen to, Inspirational. Um, I, I listen to. I like. I like Michael Todd. Just his sermons. Um, anything that I can listen to, Ed Milet, Tony Robbins, your stuff. Like anything you put up, I'm always like, oh my gosh, Ron is just getting it on the nail. Like every time. And yeah. So, that's what's helping me go and just get up every day. Now, I haven't got back into my swag when I say swag, Ron. Yeah, I'm like, whatever. Air, my nails. I'm like, it's coming, whatever. <laughs> but that's what's helping me right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's a couple things because um, I've been there before several on several occasions. Mm-hmm. So, um, Knowing and identifying you're coming through it, you're getting out, you're on your way out of it, it says a lot. Um, it also says that you're measuring where you were versus where you are today. And so, uh, again, um, page 150-something on here and personality is a permanent. They talk about living in the gap and living in the gain. And so, um, when, they're, when they're talking about, this is what Dan Sullivan, one of his research says that uh, around living in the gap, we actually think about the things that are missing and the things that we don't have, and we use that as a as a motivation for us to uh, pursue our goals based on the lack, right? Based on void, based on the empty space, we uh, we measure ourselves against things that are not measurable. Mm-hmm. Whereas when we live in the gain, we can think about where we've come from and where we're at today in order for us to honor our journey and also to respect the momentum um, to give us a little bit more juice for the next day. Um, And so when we're thinking about, when we tend to think about lacking and we think about the things that we don't have, we find ourselves very frustrated and we get um, impatient around things we can't control. When we think about the things in the game, those are things that we actually accomplished or not, and then redeemed ourselves. Um, uh, so, you know, ironically enough, there's a whole book called The Gap in the Game from that book, and I'm listening to it now. And it's okay. Like, and one okay. of the things they said is uh, the man who fails repeatedly is always going to win because they're always good enough to keep trying. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Imagine you cannot work somebody who ain't gonna give up. It's pretty much right. right. So I'm gonna go ahead and thank them in advance for letting me go. I remember because you got to, if you, if you walked in, if you joined the book club at Personality Isn't Permanent, then I was a heavy book. We had heavy conversations, 
you know, and, and there was a woman in there that, because we were talking about the different types of big T trauma, little T trauma. I, I don't use that, those frames, those, I don't use those terms, but um, that's what we kind of got to be careful about that phrase, uh, what happens to you versus what happens for you. And, you know, some people are really going through some really difficult times that they feel that it's hard to bear. And that's their, that's their truth. Um, and so, you know, that's their choice as well. Right. Right. Uh, we also can choose to think about things happening for us because there is a way of us recreating our narrative and we're actually being able to use our past experiences um, as learning lessons to put us, you know, in a better position in the future. But it's a choice. It's not easy to do, but it does take effort. And so I'm just hearing from you is what you're doing. And for you to say you're going, you're going through it, it means to me, I'm in, I'm interpreting that you're in the, you're in, you're thinking in the game. You're thinking about where you started, where you're at right now, and knowing that there's, there's more to come in the future. But right now, you're honoring where you're at today. And, you know, that's just a, a good self-help mind check thing that we've been practicing through almost all of our books. It tells us this thing, you know? It's crazy. It's crazy, like, when you're going through the motions, but then when real life hits you, you know? And then it's like, oh, my God, this is all the stuff that we were already learning and teaching anyway. So I should already know how to process it. But when you're in the funk, you know, my, my husband, he's been saying it. He was even helping me. And I love him to death because he's like, get up, go walk. Like, that's your thing. Like, you know, I'm going to go walk with you. Like, he'll walk with me. You know, we're in a new neighborhood. And so I'm like, I don't know where to go. It's so yeah. busy, you know. And he's like, well, I'll walk with you. I'll get you around. And he did. And right. So thankful for that and just him encouraging me every day because it, it takes it takes a village. It definitely takes a village. Um, that's right. It does. But, you know, I just wanted to chit-chat with you a little bit. I know, like I said, I know this is not one of your favorite books. What was you going to say, Ryan? I was going to say, uh, Tony Robbins has this thing about, like, when we're feeling like we're heading into depression, he gives us, like, three things we should do. And one of it is, I think he said, make your bed. Okay. I do that every day. <laughs> he said... Um, go out and walk. Go do some type of physical activity because um, the the the, uh, the physical activity helps get you out of that funk and just just period. It's like you know, it's mindset over mood. You might not be in the mood for it, but your mindset, your future self is going to appreciate you for it. And listen, like let me okay. And then three, <laughs> and then three volunteering. I love. It in a funk and we're in our own dusty old blanket the best thing we can do is get from underneath ours and go help somebody handle theirs and so um that what that does is it allows us to know that our issues are you know the world's bigger than us and that we can take a break from us convincing our talking down to ourselves internally we can actually take a break and show up for somebody else and so um those things really stood out to me I was going to say this last thing. This is my thing. This is not nothing to do with Tony Robbins. This is just me being a jerk. But, like, <laughs> I, you know, and I could be doing a better job at this, but, you know, I feel like grace is this, this grace and soft life talk. Without accountability, without accountability, it's, it's reckless. Yes. You can... If we believe that we're a source of abundance and that we have an abundant mindset, then we also know that we can give ourselves an unlimited amount of grace as well. Mm-hmm. That's true. And if we give ourselves grace, then we're actually withdrawing we're withdrawing from something, right? And so I would, I'm, what I like to do is try to challenge myself around this whole idea around grace and seeing what would it be like to just, I don't know, fast from grace is actually do the shit I'm supposed to do. Right. I love it. What happens if I don't give myself excuse and I don't use the, the, the snooze button? What happens if I just put 10 toes down and follow through on my promise to my future self and not pull the grace card for a month? If I'm the source of abundance, 
entrepreneurship to to youth in middle school and high school. I teach entrepreneurship to adults as well. Um, a lot of people do not know the power of multiple streams of income. A lot of people do not know that they shouldn't change, uh, exchange their time for money. Um, now, is The Wealth Choices a book for said individuals that might be going through tough times and might not have the financial literacy that they need to that that might be helpful for them i don't know if this is the first book they will pick up right i think this book is good for um you know our our 
I think this book club is good for those that are self-help readers. And the best way to take the gems in this book is to apply it and share it to other people in the black community specifically. Um, I, I, uh, the, the person reading this book will already understand where Dennis is coming from. I feel that's my interpretation. I would not have picked if I needed help looking for um, wealth advice or financial literacy. I wouldn't use this book for it. I would use this book for like you know two hundred one or three hundred one, where it talks a little bit more high, uh, uh, top level content um, versus what I really need to do as far as an identity shift, habit change, habit formatting, habit forming. And you know, understanding the importance of savings. Um, and that's my that's my take. Uh, no, but what's your, I want to make sure I'm answering your question though too. No, you're answering it like you know about just about where we're. I'm being at. too diplomatic. Go ahead and tell me I'm being diplomatic. <laughs> that's why I got you on here. Like you being wrong. <laughs> I want you to tell the truth. This is truth be told. Like I originally when I wanted you to now y'all Ron is a busy man. So when I really tried to get Ron on the show, it was right after I did I did P Valley. I did a episode about Ron. Around? Yeah, and so I was talking about the black community. I was talking about um colorism and, and things that we go through that P Valley have you ever seen P Valley? Once or twice. Okay, I know, like, I mean, it's in the strip club. I mean, come on now. I know you like looking at those for all people. But I love how those are black culture. I love, it doesn't matter if you're gay, you're straight. You can relate black or brown, really, because it shows the type of things that we go through. The down low brother, you know, um, mental health was really real and how it can relate to what you go through so right after that I wanted to talk about this book and the only reason like I said I did was because I was like oh my gosh people don't understand this type of learning and during the time not all people you know like you said this is a 2.0 type of book it's not something like if you're going through and unemployment or whatever you're going through poverty at the time you might not want to pick up this book because it just not, might, it might not be the right fit at the time. I, yeah, if I didn't know anybody, I would feel like I was being talked at instead of talked right. to. And I'm just right. I'm there yet. I would do it for a, a 201 or a 301 level. Yes, definitely. Right. And that's how I felt, too, at the time when we were talking about it in book club because I'm not there yet. So it, let me just say this. I love our book club. I love how we could get in the room. It was intense. Oh, it was so intense, Ron. I was like, I don't even know if I should say something. Like, <laughs> because you got black people in the room, you got white people in the room, you got brown people in the room, yeah. you got everybody respecting each other, but everybody don't want to step on each other's toes. Yeah. You know? And then the man leading it, I want to step on his just a little bit, just for, only because, because he's black. You know, I'm like, Sean, like, I get it. I get what you're saying. You know, but then somebody like me, like I said, the growth mindset, we can go back to the growth mindset. The growth mindset is not something that just clicks in people's head. Like, what you're teaching as far as entrepreneurship, somebody like me that comes from a mom that works a nine-to-five and still is a corporate woman, she believes in getting a job, getting a 401k, holding that, and having stability. She's starting to see, like, hey, okay, people are starting to do other stuff now. But because her mindset is still, you know, off of what she was told, she's not going to jump out there and just do that. And so when we were talking about the book at the time, it was just so thick. And then, like, you know, even right now, it, it was racism. You know, we talk about racism really big in our country. Racism is not going nowhere. Like, it's not. You can't sit up here and say that it's not racism. commercial for the first time, I was like, I'm not going to go to Twitter right now. I might want to go to Twitter. 
surprised. I have not looked. I have not looked. I'm not surprised. And I'm sure America revealed themselves once again. It, it, it's just, it's sad, but then it also gives me hope because we have come a long way. I was never taught to, you know, look at somebody's skin color and, and you know, judge them by their skin color. That's right. just, my mom dated white men. My mom made us get out of a black school to go to, a, um, a, like, a mixed school because sometimes we don't know how to act. Like, you know, and I'm just being real. We don't, like... It's just levels to it. So if it if it's something that you can like think of that excites you, or even okay, I'm gonna read this. And it's not it's just know what you think about this. The only thing it says is the only barrier that stands between you and what you want out of life is the will to try and the faith to believe in your dreams. That's just a smidgen I took out of there. What comes to mind to you when you hear that? Um, I'm really, yeah, the, the will part, I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm not with this whole will to try, um, what this will implies that there's this, um, gust of wind that's going to come up out of nowhere and it's going to get you off your feet and activate. And, um, I think your will, I think will is more of a motivation thing. I think self-discipline will always out outpower, overperform, outperform uh, hard work. I think. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, your motivation, self-discipline, will always outperform motivation. Motivation evaporates. Evaporates. Self-discipline is something that uh, can be worked on. I did, wait, Brittany, did you know that 43% of our decisions that we make are on autopilot? No, but I know that most of our stuff is subconscious, right? Exactly. 43% of the decisions we make are, um, are habit-forming autopilot decisions that we don't think about. And so when I think of when someone says, all you need is the will, the will, the will, all I hear is, all you need is motivation, all you need is like a shot of coffee, all you need is... Uh, a Red Bull. All you need is that is not it. It's the self-discipline. It's the when you're in the funk. I know that I'm in the funk. That means I need to take my butt on a walk and I need to keep things moving because I know these are things that I can control while things out of my control are taking place. It's not so much about the will. It's more about the self-discipline and the habits that you know, even on your good day you're going for a walk, even on your bad day you're going on that can walk. Right. <laughs> because you can control that. So, um, you know, I, that's so when I hear that, it's more of, I don't think it's about the will anymore. I think it has something to do with how you wake up in the morning. I think it's your, your daily habits. And then there's also the, I, the, the need to make an identity shift. Who we are today is cool. Okay. That's great. But in order for us to get to the funk that we're in, we need to be somebody else as well. And it's there's so nothing... Hard. Hmm? It's hard. It's hard. Now, check this out. I never said it was easy, but it's simple. You're going to do it or not. Right. That's true. It ain't, it ain't easy, but it's simple. All right? And, that, and this is go back. And this is what you just did it just now. Right. But it's hard. We are. We do that. We all do that. There's nothing wrong with that answer. There's right. nothing wrong with that answer. There's nothing wrong with that. That is. A, that is true. It is hard because our brains tell us to save those calories because we might be attacked by bandits one day and we need those calories to run for our lives. Right. You're right. I love that. So this is the deal. If we want to be healthier, it takes effort, mm-hmm. mentally and physically. In order for our muscles to get larger and to build muscle, those muscle fibers have to be broken down. Every day, yes. If you it's want still- stronger muscles, you have to break your muscles down. <laughs> if you if you want to be more, uh, I don't want to say fearless, if you want to be more courageous, 
Mm-hmm. You have to do things scared. It's it's just it's part of it. it. It's science. Gravity keeps us on the ground, but allows us to walk. We need the rain in order for the plants to grow. Like it, <laughs> we need these difficult things to get through because we need to know that we can do difficult things as well it doesn't have to happen overnight but we do it at our own pace yeah and even though it's hard it's still doable it's only if you believe and the thing is is i'm about to say something like this is the deal it's hard for the person you are today just a fact it is not hard for the person you're becoming that's true no, you said a word. That was a whole word. I agree with everything you said. There's no resistance on here. I just want to peel it back a little bit. That's all. You you are. That's why I got you on here to peel it back. Um, <laughs> you said self-knowledge gained through therapy is a big key to unlock our potential. And that's 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 a fact fact. And you know, and therapy takes place in outside of the traditional places of the of um of uh, just in with one person, a mediator or a listener in a room. Therapy can take place in all different areas of life. And being able to be in those other areas for growth is where you're going to find great breakthrough. Okay. You got to put yourself in a vulnerable situation and explore. You can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't be scared and pray at the same time. Which one's it going to be? <laughs> I, think, I think the first time I was vulnerable, Ron, was in the room with y'all. Like, I've never did... I mean, I'm vulnerable yeah. to my friends, but yeah. a whole bunch of strangers and people I didn't know, like, when I broke down, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh. Mm-hmm. It was like real. It was just everybody. It just came instantly because y'all came to me at a time in my life when I needed, like you said, to get around like-minded people, somebody who wanted to grow, somebody wanting to do something, like you said, more than motivation, actually putting the work in. Um, I think that that solves a lot and not even just that it can it can make you think about different things in your life like money um it talks about money a lot in here um as far as with the (laughs) because we're not supposed to be lacking so many of us are lacking you know and i'm talking about me too i ain't talking about none of y'all i'm talking about me you know we are supposed to be you got to Put, if you want to put the Bible into it, the Bible tells you we're not supposed to do that. That's right. And so, what is it something that you've learned, Ron, that you can share with the audience, like that you learned, like you talk about self-discipline and self-knowledge that you learned from a young uh, about money and how you can apply it in your everyday lifestyle today? Okay. Um, so I'm going to ask this question directly, but since you're talking about Bible verses, I wanted to shout out Matthew 25, the parable of the talents, where the servants were given, uh, uh, coin or money for the, uh, the supervisor, the supervisor gave the servants this money and they told, he tells them to go and do something with it or whatever out until they get back, whatever it is. One of the, one of the servants came back. And lost it. Somebody else came back and uh, all he did was bury his talents into the ground and did nothing with it. And the other guy went and, and invested it and came back with tenfold for the supervisor. Um, when we realize that we are the stewards of a higher power, I call him God. Um, I call him God. Uh, right? And so if I'm being blessed with um, these talents, these things, and I should be going out and using them. I should not be actually sitting down and not doing anything. Our blessings are to be shared. If we are going to, if we're supposed to be vessels, then us holding on to our blessings actually creates a blockage, right? Think about the closet. Think about your dresser, how much clothes you really have inside of it, right? That's not my business, all right? But this is what I want to say. If we're on earth to be vessels and to be stewards of what God is giving us, we need to let go of our blessings and share them. Why? Because abundance is still coming. Yes. To yes. answer your question directly, uh, I wasn't talking like this three years ago. I was still check to check, empty fridge, robbing Peter to pay Paul, just um, doing some 
this bummy mindset, scarcity mindset. It wasn't abundant whatsoever. <clears throat> to answer your question directly, this is what I tell all my students and parents and adults. Um, one source of income is closest to zero. One source of income is closest to zero. COVID already showed us. Right. So the 401k gig, cool, fine, great. But are you maxing it out? <laughs> are you there yet? That's fine. Right? We're thinking about the gap. Right? I mean, we're thinking about the gain right now. Right. What are we doing that can allow us to stop exchanging our time for money. Someone pays you for eight to take eight hours of your life, and you're saying yes to it because you accepted the job offer. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Nothing wrong with that. Right. But can you put fifty dollars a week or twenty dollars a week into a Robinhood, uh, Robinhood account or a uh, uh, a Vanguard ETF? Yes, you can. You officially are not exchanging your time for money because you have now taken a portion of your money after tithing. That's just me. You take right. a portion of your money and you're putting it into a stock market outside of your 401k. These are the things that I had to do. Now, this is, I'm going to be very transparent here as well. And this is going to answer, uh, it's, it's within, uh, within you, uh, question, uh, question here. I saw, it was three years ago, I saw a post talking about, um, you know, be careful what you pray. Like you, you can't expect God to give you a lot when you haven't been managing what you've got, right? That's not just, that, I, I actually made that rhyme. That's not what the meme said. That's mine. <laughs> so what, what, what they're saying is what, I, what I've always been doing is, yo, I'm running this business. Like all I'm waiting is for is that one check. All I need is that one big client. All I need is that one X, Y, Z. And the thing is, the crime of it all is that I was not honoring what I had around me first. I was too busy going around looking for that big check that this, that was not there, that is not there, i.e. living in the gap, i.e. living in lack, i.e. living in scarcity because I was out searching for something that I did not have versus honoring what I do have. Right. My eureka moment was that the little bit of money that I had at that time, instead of buying a fifth of Jameson, I would put that 30, 40 bucks into the Robin Hood account and I would sit my butt home and not drink. Mm. Mm. And I'll do it again for the next week. We need so, people like you, teaching mm -hmm. like you're doing, teaching the kids, teaching the youth, because we didn't get that training. I I'm going on 36 years. I didn't get none of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm 35. I'm one year behind. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Listen, it, and, and look, it, it, we have to be open to it. It requires vulnerability. And the willingness to learn, right? The will. And, you know, if we want to be teachable, then it's going to happen. If not, it's going to take a long time. I went a long time without being teachable. I knew about savings. I knew the power of investing and budgeting, but I wasn't doing it though, right? And that's a different. That's a crime. This is this is see. You know, you gotta be careful with your words. And when you say the word stupid or not, but listen here, I'm aggressive. Right. If you know better. And you do the opposite? Because, <laughs> see, sometimes in our culture, we want to look the part. You know, um, we want to look like we got money. We want to look like we driving this and driving that. But it's not about that. It's actually having that, you know. And it's not about trying to impress certain people. Like, social media got the game all messed up. You know, it, it does because you got to watch who you're following. You got to watch what you're filling your mind with because every everything that everybody's putting out there, 
they're not trying to be beneficial to us. They're trying to make money for themselves or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and, you know, and, and this is the thing. I'll say this, too. I'm probably rubbing people the wrong way, but listen, <laughs> we control our news feed. <laughs> so if I don't care what's out there. If you liked it and you followed it, that's your fault. Right. <laughs> my, my, like, I, I think I got, I, I probably have to delete some accounts from my uh, immature days from my Instagram. It's okay. So, so supposed to be popping up. Booty, 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 rock. I was like, hold oh, no, no. <laughs> anyway. Well, you like booty. You can like booty <laughs> and have your growth mindset. Like, <laughs> I, I both, both can, both can uh, exist at the same time. Right. I they like, you know, you know, people do have reached out that they appreciate my my posts and my sharing on Instagram stories because all I share is stuff that comes off my Instagram feed. And um, sometimes all I want to do is just share, 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 because that is what I do have control of what comes on my phone. And, you know, we can talk about social media being this and that. We also need to take care of our news feed and delete delete some of them. <laughs> There's some pretty good accounts out there. And you got to delete them. You got to delete Right. <laughs> <laughs> I catch my husband um, looking too wrong, so they out there. It's, it's, it's very, you know, whatever entertains him, it's okay with me, but you better not be looking too much. <laughs> You know, I wanted, I wanted to share something, you know, I'm just thinking about it right now. A lot of things are going well for me right now. Let me know. A lot of things are going very well for me right now. And, um... I've taken, you know, <clears throat> how do I say this? So this is a book called The War of Art. Okay. The Art of War. There's a book called The War of Okay. This book, it tells us that when we want to strive for greatness and we're headed in the direction that we need to, that we want to be in, and we're aligned with the things we prayed about, the devil is going to show up. Temptation is going to show up. Distractions are going to show up. And they're going to show up as resistance. Some of those days when you don't feel like running, we know you're like this. You know what? Today's the day. I didn't run yesterday. I got to run today. You put your shoes on. It looks cloudy outside. That's all it took was that potential of rain to keep you from getting your run in. Right. one again. And so one of the things that I'm sharing with you that I'm going through, that where I'm at right now, is that I have gotten blessed with uh, great opportunities fruitful ones relationship wise as well and i'm about to get tested yeah you feel it. think for me to think like i'm not going to i'm playing myself because i already know that i've been tested before and for me to think that there's no more test makes me stupid you're right nice to for me yeah. to do better and do the opposite <laughs> there's be another test along this journey and there's going to be a lot more I need to be able to know that I'm going to be tested and I am going to have setbacks. In order for me to prepare for those things, I do need to be honest with myself and actually be, have a stronger relationship with my future self and keep some of these promises. But I can't drop this bag again. I've done it too many times. And oh, that the test is coming up in a, in a, in a, in a way that living in a lifestyle that's better than what it was before because I am elevating. I am evolving into a Ronnie 8.0 and the things that eight, the stuff of Ronnie 6.0 is no longer compatible anymore. And I, I have to take an idea and go through an identity ship if I want to pass this test. Right. But you, you're going to pass it, Ron. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Wait. Eventually I will. <laughs> I Challenges when I was like, man, this ain't even worth it. It ain't worth it. Man, they did this last time, and I just, you know, what you, what they, what we end up doing is walking away from the test. If you want to fourth grade, you don't have to take the test. 
You just want to say in fourth grade. Now, if you want to, you still gotta get through that though. And if you want to, you gotta get through fifth grade. You, uh, you can walk away and walk out of all your tests if you want to. I tell my daughter that I'm calm. You keep running into the same mistake, the same old thing, right? Because you don't pass your test yet. You still got to know 12 times 12. No matter what, you still got to know what it is. Yep. You want to skip I'll... that? Go ahead, but you can't go any further until you pass that test first. I love everything that you have shared today. Like, I just, you know I love you and we can talk all day. Love you too. <laughs> <laughs> if it's something that you believe the audience, I know I probably said that before, we didn't talk a lot about the Will of Choice, but as y'all know, we that wasn't really our favorite book. But we did touch on, you know, unemployment, poverty, and how it affects the black community, and even just the growth mindset from that book, and also personality isn't permanent. Out of all the books we have read, Ron, I came on here and I said, you know what, I'm just going to let Ron talk. Because when Ron talks, it's, it's like everybody's like they see the jewels. Like, guys, if you're not following Ron Johnson Jr., Please go follow him. Like he's very inspirational, not just inspirational. He he can help you and he can um, in, encourage you and give you educational t- t- tips on to put one foot in front of the other for entrepreneurship, especially for us. Like it's not a lot of black men, and I love how even in book club you were you were you. You know, if you didn't agree with something, you challenged it. And I love that. Like, I, you know, you don't have a lot of men that when they walk in the room, their voice is present. And you're showing that. So I commend that. I commend you for that. Wow, I mean, that's amazing. I appreciate you. I love you for that. Like, I really do. You're like one of my, like I told Meg, and I was like, I love you guys. I know I can call y'all, email y'all. I know y'all busy just like me, but I know you'll get back to me when you can. Um but if there's one thing that you can tell the young person, the young kids that you teach to, or even just us oldies that still got that, that still needs more rewiring and trying to get to a different point in their life, what is something that you could say? Um, if you want more... You have to do more. You have to be more. And that takes effort. Um, those that wait, starve first. Um, money is a tool. Money is a tool. Money is a tool. Money is a vehicle. Money is energy. When I talk about money and financial freedom, it's because I don't want my time is more important. And right now on this earth, in this society, money gives me the freedom and allows me to be whoever I want and be a servant to the people. One of the conversations we had in the in the book club is you can't be broke and help people. Yes. <laughs> That's dumb. That's dumb. But this is, this is what we're talking about, though. Well, I'll just use myself as an example, actually. There's been times a couple of years ago where I wasn't able to pay my rent. And I literally had to ask a friend to give me, help me with my rent. So he gave me the money, took care of it. Down the line, I'm still not handling my money. I had to ask somebody else for it. He helped me get me back on track. Now, the thing is, we're best friends. We're supposed to do it that way. They ain't do me no favors. We're best village. That's my mindset now, of course. This is the deal, though. If they asked me to help them out, I wouldn't be able to do it. I can help them move our couches. I can help volunteer. I can clean your apartment for you. But the way they pour it into me, I can't pour it into them. And so... We talk about you can't be broke and help people. This is what we're talking about. You can go volunteer all you want. You can go ahead and do somebody's this and that. You can do that. Fine. But we also know money does create impact. And so when I talk about money and financial freedom, I, I'm, I'm talking about the mindset that comes with it, knowing that we are a source of abundance. 
entrepreneurship is not only about starting your business, it's about creating multiple streams of income. One source of income is closest to zero. If you depend on one source of income, anything can happen. 40, 60% of Americans do not have a thousand dollars ready for emergencies. That's true. 40% of people that make $250,000 a year still live check to check. I believe it. (laughs) If we want to be more, we have to do more. That requires effort, which requires growth. Ah! You need to be broken down for the muscle fibers to grow stronger. I love it. I love it. Oh, you know you can preach all day. I like all day, all day. (laughs) (laughs) Before I go, go, Ron, I just want to thank you. Thank you so much for leaving us with those encouraging words. Guys, there's more to it than will. You got to put the work into it. Uh, Mr. Commas is Mr. Ron Johnson 8.0. I can't wait to see him in the lights because I'm going to say, I know that guy. I can talk to him. I can FaceTime him. I might can't do it as much then, but I know Ron. (laughs) Listen, I remember you talking about um, starting your podcast in the book club a couple months ago, and you started for a couple months now. And you've been very consistent. I see you. And for you to step, step, say something and follow through on it and keep your promise to your future self, your presence is your 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 social media presence, your virtual presence is 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 a gift. And I see you and you're very inspirational. And thank you for sharing your time and having me on your on your journey as well. And that means a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Let us know. Where we can find you at, Ron, on social media. For those who don't know. Yeah, just Ron John Jr. for now. We're working on the social media everything else. But you want to get in touch with me directly, Ron John, J-U-N-I-O-R, R-O-N-J-O-H-N-J-U-N-I-O-R. And that's the jam. Oh. I love it. Now, before I go, I like to have random questions. I'm just going to give you, like, two. Okay. Carrie Hilson, 
would you pick? What would be your choice? You can have two if you want. Oh my God. You mean as a dinner guest? Never mind. I can go wrong with Halle Berry, Carrie Hilson. Okay, okay. Y'all hear it now. Y'all hear it. That was fun. I just had to give you some random questions at the end. I am signed out, guys. This is episode number 41 with Brian Johnson Jr. We're talking about the wealth choice with Dr. Dennis Kimbro. Thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate you, and I love you, brother. Love you, too. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care.